Hey guys, I'm Felissa Rose Angela from Sleepaway Camp, and you're listening to Throbbing with Horror. <laughs> you gore fiends and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z as joined as i am every week by greg of the dead how you doing man i'm good how you doing good and we have a guest that we had at the very beginning of the show like within the first 10 episodes introduce yourself sir uh i am the two-stepping dad aka razor rob of audio anxiety and ruthless retrospective and today like I did last episode I was on, we are doing a zombie film, which is fucking fantastic. Yeah, it seems like whenever, like, we shared the list with, like, the uh, group chat being like, whoever wants to be on whatever, let us know. You were like, every single zombie movie I want to be on. <laughs> I um I love zombies. Uh, the main thing I'm streaming right now on my, my Twitch channel is pretty much Call of Duty Zombies. Like, I, like, 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 we discussed on the Dawn of the Dead episode, I grew up on zombies, like... My mom was a huge Stephen King fan, George Romero fan. If it had zombies in it, I I I was I was in it, and she she helped me along the way of getting into horror and zombies. So I noticed the Rob Zombie connection too. Oh, I didn't even. Oh, there you go. Your name on this Rob Zombie, but not yes. that Rob Zombie. Perfect. <laughs> zombie Rob. We Razor. have Rob. No, I want this episode to be Rob Zombie is on this show. <laughs> we don't even oh, mention what movie we're talking about. Beat. Oh my god, dude! They'll be like, "Why is Throbbing with Horror recording with Rob Zombie, but not doing one of the Rob Zombie movies?" Yeah, like, why are they doing Shaun of the Dead? Like, they just talked about Devil's Rejects. They couldn't have waited a couple episodes for them to do that one. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Rob's just a huge Edgar uh, Edgar White fan. Yeah, really, like, all three of these movies, like we said, we're doing Shaun of the Dead this week from, uh, I'm always unprepared for this. 2004, uh, I got 2004, you. directed by Edgar Wright, who also did, this is the same group that did Hot Fuzz and The World's End. It's actually, um, it's actually a trilogy called the Three Flavors, uh, Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, yeah it, it's such a fun trilogy, like, all three of them I have a lot of fun with. I actually like Hot Fuzz the most. Of the three, like Shaun of the Dead will always have a special place in my heart, but I actually think Hot Fuzz is probably my favorite out of the three. And I, since we are on a horror movie slash slasher podcast, I have to ask this to uh, ask this question to you two. I've been thinking about it all week and I have to get it out of my mind because I felt like this is the perfect platform to do it. Hot Fuzz is supposed to be seen as like a buddy cop comedy, right? Would you think it's more of a slasher movie slash murder mystery? No, I definitely get more like buddy comedy action comedy type vibes out of it. I wouldn't put it as a slasher. Like there's a lot of blood and guts in it. And it's really good in that way as well. Like, especially like, it seems like it's all practical shit, you know? Yeah. I'll give you the murder mystery side for sure. Yeah. I can see the murder. Yeah. It's I go buddy cop comedy first. And then you could put murder mystery slasher. I I can't give you. So you you don't think that the Illuminati group of village counselors murdering the people that make their village look bad would it be a slasher film? 
No, I don't. Uh, to me, a slasher movie always has to be one or a select group of people doing the killings. A single force. Once you broaden it to that much, then it becomes you could be cult or something like that. But I wouldn't go slasher. Like the Strangers, if you ask me, is the most you can count for a slasher I mean, movie. I mean, technically, it was only like two or three people doing the killing, though. Yeah, I'm still going to know. I I gave you murder mystery. I would agree with Greg. If anything, it's more of a cult horror movie than a slasher horror movie. Okay. And it's not even a cult horror movie, but is a it's a cult action drama comedy thing. Okay, we'll we'll agree with that. So I got to give you a confession that I now keep my age in mind here. I am. Now, not the oldest on the show. Rob's a little older than me. But I saw Shaun of the Dead before I saw Dawn of the Dead. Oh, really? Yeah, because I was like the perfect age when it came out. I was like 12 or 13. So I was just starting to watch. Not all of us were like you, Brett, and Rob, raised on slasher flicks. I I found it in the normal way. Like when I was a kid, I'd sneak them. And then like as I was a teenager, I'd watch them. So Shaun of the Dead came out in 2004. I was 12 and 13 in 2004. So... I was like the perfect age for this movie to discover it. Yeah, I think I'd found it like like as soon as it came out, and especially as soon as it was like on the movie channels, I definitely watched it because I remember having like very core memories about this movie. <laughs> I mean, we had a sleepover at my friend's basement, and we watched Anaconda and Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> oh, my oh wow! I walked away being much happier with one of those movies. <laughs> it was oh, definitely yeah. the I... ice, it was definitely the Ice Cube ledge. Anaconda, right? Oh yeah, think of the time frame. Yes, <laughs> I, I've seen Anaconda, but I can't remember a single thing about it other than I guess there's a snake in it. <laughs> I remember someone got paralyzed and left behind, like they got shot with some kind of injection, and they left them behind, and the snake ate them, and that's all I remember. Oh, nice. No, the snake, the snake bit them and put them in a paralogic paralogical state. No, this was a person doing it to them. Like to leave them behind, like oh, being. Oh yeah, it was um, yeah, it was the uh, yeah. Okay, now it's all coming back. It's been a while since I watched Anaconda. But anyway, that's just to go show this movie holds a super special place in my heart. And my question to you two, Rob, how you brought a question is parody or homage? I I think it's an homage. Oh, it has to be. Like the mom's name's Barbara. There's so many different. Like the the uh. Bar's name is the Winchester. That's the uh, gun from Night of the Living Dead. Like, yep. it's definitely an homage. It's a love letter to Night of of the Living Dead and Romero in general. Well, it, it never it, seemed mean spirited either. Not like it was making fun of it at all. It all and and I mean the original the idea to do this movie actually came from uh, a TV pilot that Peg Simon Peg who plays Sean and Edgar Wright did together for uh, their series called Spaced. Oh, it wasn't a pilot, but yeah, I know the episode you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it, it was where um, Peg's character, um, he like hallucinated about a zombie evasion, and pretty much everything in that episode was like a straight-up homage to multiple scenes of the dead movie, so. Yeah, and... I remember he's basically doing like cheap speed and playing Resident Evil, and yeah. he's just up all night just like tripping balls watching it. Like, I love space so much. You know, uh, you know back in... Uh... Back in the early 2000s, when Resident Evil was about zombies, not uh, Big Mommy. Yeah. You're not going to finish the line, Big Mommy Milkers? (laughs) Big Mommy Milkers Vampire Ladies. Thank me, Ethan. Spank me. Okay. Your chair. 
<laughs> um, what did um Prince Charles or whatever say? Make me your tampon. <laughs> we we have lost. We've gone off the rails already. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when I'm here. <laughs> I know. Okay, so to begin the movie, because the we haven't even started talking about the movie yet. Great. Yeah, we should do take that. Take us through this movie. All right. So if you're new to the show, what we do is we kind of beat for beat the movie and we pull off at anything we want to talk about. So it's not just us narrating because we stop at that kind of stuff. Uh, Released 2004, rated R, directed by Edgar Wright, written by Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. Fun fact, real quick before we jump into the movie, George Romero saw this and loved it so much that he put Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright in Land of the Dead. Yes, he did. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're the take your picture with a zombie zombies at Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. Yep. I love that. Yeah, so he was a big fan of it. So right off the bat, we get the whole bar opening with Sean and Liz having this awkward like couple goals conversation. No one likes these conversations at all. It's the worst. I'm <laughs> I'm in a room separated, so I'm not going to mention any of these conversations. <laughs> but you, everyone's had them. But the weird thing is that Ed, Sean's best friend, is at the bar, and David and Diane, Liz's roommates, are also at the bar, like kind of chiming in where they seem fit. See fit. Yeah, there's no separation between, like, relationship and your best friends, which I've been in relationships like that before, where I'm like, my best friend is, a, it's like my hetero life mate, like Jang and Silent Bob, where, like, he's always at my side, and <laughs> it's so, that doesn't always work out when you have a significant other. <laughs> that's, that's literally either me and Greg, or uh, me and my good friend Chuck, and Sam knows it, like, she will joke. Me and Chuck are more uh, more the the couple than me and her are. So I understand. Rightfully so. <laughs> I love you, Sam. Not saying anything like that. Um, <laughs> but look, I got to point out the hypocrisy of Liz at the beginning here because she's like, it's all about Ed, Ed, all this stuff. Like Ed's too involved in our relationship and all that. She's doing the same thing with her friends. Oh, yeah, so why Sean getting the shitty end of this? Yeah, her friends are sitting right there just saying like, hey. And her one guy friend is just lusting over her the entire time, it seems like. Yeah, at least Ed isn't lusting over Sean. Um, I also want to point out, we pointed out when uh, Anna was the girlfriend in the one movie. This movie, I got fucking Liz. Oh, this yeah. you got movie. You got the significant other this time. Fuck yeah. And we make it out together because in this situation, I'm Simon Pegg. So fuck oh, you. You, you definitely <laughs> are. You, you, de- you, you could cause, uh, honestly, like I, there's been a photo of you in a, in a white shirt and a tie. You might have even cosplayed as um, Sean. It was. It was. It was. I 100% okay. have done that. I, okay. that was the very first comic con I ever went to when I met Dante uh, yeah. Brian O'Halloran, and uh, I don't think Scott Schiaffer was at that one. He was at the next one. But um, I messed a, a couple of Dawn of the Dead people as well. But that's when I got in my car accident, accident in Altoona. My fucking eye socket got, like, fractured, and my arm got all fucked up. <sighs> yeah, that, and because uh, I'm glad you brought that up, because I meant to bring up the story. Because when the paramedics showed up... Uh, Like, someone had, like, it was, like, a UPS or FedEx driver had, like, bandaged up my arm and the cosplay (laughs) shirt that I was wearing, and it was covered in blood, like, fake blood, because Sean's shirt in the movie is covered in red. Yeah. So, when the paramedics got there, they're like, holy shit, that's a lot of blood, and I had to go, no, a lot of this is fake blood, 
And they went, what? And I was like, I was at the Comic-Con dressed as Sean from Shaun of the Dead. A lot of this is fake. And they went, oh, okay. Like, with a beat like that. And I went, what? Like, I'm fucking injured. Like, I need to go to the hospital and you're judging me. Like, give me morphine. <laughs> I, I could just see, like, too bad you didn't get, like, a cool paramedic like Brandon. Brandon would be like, Right on, brother. <laughs> oh, for all I know, it could have been, but it was several years ago. It's probably before Brandon was a paramedic. He's probably still in high school at that point. I think he's the youngest of our friend group. Yeah, Brandon is the young one, I think. Yeah. And most cynical already. He's, his heart's more hardened than the rest of us already. Which, which is why I love Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys catch, like, I don't know if it's an Easter egg in the next scene after that. They were, uh, Sean's at work and, like, he's leading the team today. It's a bunch of teenagers who don't give a fuck. But he, yeah. he said called in sick today. No. He said Ash called in sick today. And they're working at somewhere that looks like S-Smart from Army of Darkness, and I wonder if that like was supposed to be a little Easter egg or not. It might have been. Oh yeah, I would definitely say where it would be. <laughs> and so, you know, it, he hates his job, he's there, and what's his name? Philip comes, his stepdad, oh, not his real dad, and right. we get the first You've Got Red on You. Uh, played by the great Bill Nye. Yes. Who played he was a villain in Detective Pikachu turned all the humans into Pokemon. But he also played Victor in uh, Underworld, the inspiration for my daughter's name. Oh, nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Greg, Greg knows what's coming. Do you, do you want to hear my Victor impression, Brett? Yeah, go for it. I love my daughter! <laughs> <laughs> I definitely... He's one of those actors. He's like a character actor you see in like quite a few things. Oh, yeah. He shows up in everything. Yeah. He's... You know what's funny? This movie, it's obviously a British movie. I don't know what it is. Maybe because they're so much smaller than America. I mean, no disrespect. I know we have UK listeners. Thank you. But <laughs> yeah, I, I like that in there. Like when Brett he made fun of French people and I had to save the day. <laughs> but we have, I don't know if it's because they're so much smaller, but it seems like anytime you have a big casted movie, you recognize everyone. Is it because they have so less actors that like everyone's in everything? Well, it's almost the Doctor Who, like, kind of thing, where it's, like, all these different, or, like, uh, Harry Potter, where, like, they all just trade actors around, where there's, like, a handful of really great actors that you see in everything, just because they're so good, you know? Yeah. We get these Edgar Wright smash cuts, which I love very much. Uh, Brett, we just did that Evil Dead 2 episode. Yeah. We're talking Sam Raimi uses a lot of these, too, where it's, like, boom, 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 new scene. Like, but yeah. everything's a smash cut, and I love it. Yeah, well, it it'll, it it establishes a lot at once that doesn't exactly need dialogue or whatnot. It just shows that, like, basically he's in a rut with his like best friend roommate, which could be so easy to get into. Where it's just like, hey, everything's going really well. Why would I want things to change? You know, exactly. I think this is kind of a slacker movie, too, which oh, I'm a yeah. huge fan of. You know, your Clerks, Small Rats, uh, Ferris Bueller's, your stuff like that. So I think that's why this appeals to me so much as well, aside from the obvious zombie movie. Yeah, this movie definitely calls to me. Where I'm just yeah. like, I love sitting around and just watching TV all day and drinking beers. like. <laughs> which brings me to my question for both of you. Have you ever like been going to work 
and maybe you stop at like the convenience store, you get to work, and you once you're there or whatever, you realize you don't remember a single thing from the time you left your house to when you got there. Uh, almost every morning. Oh, one hundred percent. I've definitely been like on my way to work the next morning, still drunk from the night before, and just wandering into a convenience store, being like, "I need a water, a Gatorade, and a Red Bull." That's my wake up fuel for the morning if I'm still hungover. Luckily, I haven't had like a conventional job in a while, so I haven't had to deal with that. I just wake up whenever I want to. But when I did have to wake up the morning, it sucks so fucking bad. Yeah. So I'm saying with that, I legitimately could see Sean not starting to notice all the signs of the outbreak. Not the one where it's already started. That one's a little much. But like where he's seeing like, the guy kind of falling over, the people coughing all around him. He doesn't notice the newspaper headlines. I 100% can believe oh, that. The fucking two giant bloody handprints in the uh, fucking cooler door. Well, that's when it already has Yeah, it's the second one. Yeah, that's when it already has full on begun and this, he doesn't notice oh, it. Oh, yeah. we're not there yet? No, no, no this is like the lead up. To that, yeah. like this, oh, okay. you see the signs there, like something's oh, going down. Yeah, but he's we're not oblivious. even to the, like the big bar scene yet. I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. This super cuts from when after he leaves work and he's going home, get the flowers and then go to Liz, right? Or his mom. Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, Barbara, his mom. Yeah, Barbara. They're there coming to get you, Barbara. I love. I know we're jumping. I love Ed's play on that line. Yeah. So much. <laughs> I get so excited for the stupid line every time when that, he does it. That, that whole scene of them, yeah, just when we get to it, it's it's so fucking good. <laughs> well, yeah. I also love how um. Like, just to skip ahead, Ed's, like, reading off the messages. He's like, oh, your mom said she was going to come by later. And then uh, Barb, uh, and then uh, Liz messaged, uh, she called, like, about the dinner. And then I called your mom about coming in her later. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was supposed to make, that was, like, the whole, like, end of the beginning conversation was he swore he's going to change. He made uh, reservations and got a table at some fancy restaurant. And... Cut to where we are now. He didn't get the reservation. Liz oh, yeah. basically breaks up with him over it. We've all been like there, like in relationships where, like, I've been like kind of drunk the night before and promised Liz something that the next day she's like, "Hey, when are we going to go do blah blah blah?" And I'm like, "Right now, let's go, baby!" <laughs> like I completely remember what you're talking about. Yeah, we're leaving now. You're wearing that. I'm in slippers, sweatpants, and a cutoff. Yep, th this is what I was wearing. Why do you want me to change? Yeah, th th no, this is fine. This is fine. We're, we're going now. It's fine. Yeah, we completely missed, uh, like, after Philip leaves, he yells at one of the teenagers, like, hey, you know, don't be on your phone unless it's for work purposes. And then Liz calls, so he plays it off like it's a client. And she's like, did you get the reservation? And he's like, yep. So everything's set. Yep. And he's like, he's like, making hand motions like it's it's the boss and he's he, he, you know he's jerking him around that we, we completely forget that to set up why he didn't make the reservations and why he's scrambling now to fix shit oh uh, true yeah yeah um, uh, did you also catch the name of the restaurant he was making reservations at no enlighten me fulci's restaurant oh no shit it, yeah so it's completely fulci. yeah it ties into italian horror movies <laughs> and the film zombie Exactly. So it's perfect. I saw that this time because like you've said before, Greg, whenever you're watching these movies and you're like watching them for the podcast, you've catch things you didn't before. 
Yeah. I heard him say Fulci and I went, oh, I need to remember that. And through the entire movie, I kept just reminding myself, Fulci Restaurant. Remember to (laughs) mention that on the podcast. (laughs) Is there a more hated character in any movie we've done so far than David? Uh, No, because we haven't done the original Texas Chainsaw yet, and Franklin is worse. (laughs) Yeah, but for now, it's got to be David. I fucking hate David. I agree. Rob, I, I sympathize with David a little bit because I was in David's situation there for a, se- a hot second. So, like, I sympathize with him, but he was a complete dick for the wrong reasons. You weren't dating a girl, though, to get close to another girl. You were never that. <sighs> Moving on. Never mind, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say shit because I also did, like, fucked up shit in high school. Like, not, like super but it's like dating a person just to get close to another person like before you mature as a in relationships and as a person and whatnot sometimes you do dumb shit like he is you had a fuck boy phase you can just leave it at that yeah i would totally fuck men that my girl the girl that i wanted to date were dating (laughs) i'd be like if you have him so do i it's like we're having sex (laughs) That's not what I meant by well, that. Play, Brett. That's not what I meant by you. that. With the fucking swerve right there. <laughs> well, well, anyway, he didn't come inside your ass. <laughs> he hey. loved me more. Brett's really throbbing over here. I oh, know, throbbing. <laughs> Um, so we get, uh, drunk, oh, we get Sean and Ed at the bar, like, the post-breakup at the Winchester, and it's amazing because Sean's all sad, and so Ed does the chimpanzee impression, which Sean is a huge fan of, and I love it. Oh, yeah. If I'm ever, like, super down in the dumps, I want one of you two to do that for me, please. I got you. Just do chimp noises. Yeah, I got you. (laughs) I also love the foreshadowing where um, before they're like walking into the bar and there's like the couple make out in the corner. Yeah. And when they're leaving the bar, the chick is like eating the neck of the guy, but they're too drunk to notice. (laughs) Yes. Um, I should. I'll give you this little hint, Brett. That's first kill on kill count that I counted. Okay. I was going to ask, did you count zombies? I don't count zombies getting killed. People turning to zombies, I count yeah. And if we saw the person alive and then I see them as a zombie or we later see them dead, I count. But so that guy, we saw alive when they walked in making out. We saw him beheaded. So I counted him. I so like, if, um, like, if someone's introduced as a zombie and then no. is killed, they do not count. Correct. Okay, thank God. Because I was sitting watching this movie being like, I have no fucking idea. 50. Like, fuck <laughs> you. Like... <laughs> I, um, they go um, to speak about Greg's kill count and like introducing characters. They go around the bar and like, because uh, the whole reason that Liz broke up with uh, Sean, like the final like stab at him was, you're just gonna sit in that bar and you're gonna turn into all the, all the lonely people that sit there every night. So Ed's like, these people aren't lonely. They're very interesting. He like goes around the bar. He's like, oh, the- fun fact: the only improv scene in this movie because Edgar Wright's a pretty big stickler for sticking to the script. But he did have them improv all that. Yeah, this was a fun scene. Yeah, uh, what does he say? Like, I don't even remember any of the name the, like, the, stories he gives them. 
there's like there's like the the one older woman that like looks well mannered. He's like she's actually an ex stripper, an ex hooker. And then like he's like bar owner, the guy behind the bar there with the 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 gun that does shoot. He's like ex mob, trophy wife. <laughs> Well, I love he, he, there's like the one like old lady sitting in the corner booth in a bathrobe and That's... like she's has she's trying to drink a pint of beer and it's her hand is shaking so bad. She's like using both hands to try to get it to her mouth. And he's like, Kakasado maniac. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, that's the one where he's like extra hooker. And he's like, there's like the real smooth dude with the goatee. Looks like uh, he has like snakeskin boots on. He's like ex hitman or some shit like that. You know, he's like, uh, he, uh, he's always surrounded by women, which later on you see him like surround, like he's dead, surrounded by zombie women being eaten. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well done. I didn't catch that. That's fucking, this movie's genius. I didn't catch oh, yeah. that. It's everything's, it's, everything's it's a callback right, to everything. I love it. <laughs> but, um, and then, like after that point, like, see, you're not lonely, you know, you're going to be all right. And then like the jukebox is on random and starts playing a really sad song. Believe me now, you take away the biggest part of me. Well, when we were talking about them leaving the bar, we see our first kill. I love that they're drunk and just singing, and they do it with a zombie and don't even realize it. Is I and then I love they go back and they're just blasting music. And until, like, until recently, I didn't understand that the other person that's like in the building isn't their landlord. That's like Sean's roommate. Yeah. And Ed is just crashing there for what seems like years. <laughs> yeah. Pete. Pete. Oh, Pete. Sorry. Yeah, because I just remember that because I always remember Sean like later when he's called up the stairs like so timid and oh, yeah. meek like Pete! Hey, Prick! Pete, we're just gonna borrow your car. Hey, Prick! We're taking oh, the car! By the way, dear listeners, for those who don't realize, Rob, who is on today, is the Rob me and Brett always jokingly reference when we're talking about a car. Yes. And I gotta say, I'm so pissed, Rob, that you're on this episode, because this is the one movie where they tell us what oh, the car is. Do you know what the Jag is? Do you know, is that like a good car, Rob? Uh, yeah, that's like a high, that's a Jaguar, especially the one that they steal from Philip or, or take from Philip to drive is a very high end, um, very sought after classic British or British uh, sports car. What do you think it would be worth? Um, low end and like fire, fair condition, maybe yeah. like 60. Oh, wow. Oh. So they, they, they just completely like fuck up this car. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that's a very like rare car that they just completely no, does that make you cringe as a car person sometimes <laughs> uh there uh, i've seen I, th- I think i saw two sobs when i was watching this so have you ever seen phantasm 2 yes we talked about this okay i just wanted so when they crashed like an actual like uh, cuda yeah the the cuda scene always breaks me up any any crashing scene because it's like it's like when they wrecked Baby at the end of Supernatural, like the, the Impala. I, I literally was like, oh, I'm done. I don't want to watch this anymore. I'm back. <laughs> well, Let's go. That's like if um if Ash like somehow got rid of the Delta 88 or whatever, I'd be mm-hmm. like, a part of the franchise is gone. 
Exactly. You get it. You're a car Brett, you are a car guy. You just don't know it yet. Well, no, it's just because it's a cool car and it's tied to that person. I saw I and if you remember, Rob, I did my own brakes on my car. Exactly. I studied I still do not trust them. <laughs> I'm still like I'm gonna die every time I hit my brakes. I'm like, I did these. <laughs> You're, you're we gotta so get moving. Right. We're gonna be on this thing for like three hours, and <laughs> I'm not about that. <laughs> Great um, takeover. Okay, the next morning we won't hit it because we kind of already referenced it. It's where Sean wakes up. Oh, one uh, real quick. It is funny because after the bar scene, they're up partying and DJing at like four in the morning, and Pete comes out and yells at them. That's Turn all. your techno off. It's not techno. It's Electra. I love he's like, it's Saturday. He's like, no, it's fucking Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But after that, we get the whole what we talked about where Sean walks to the convenience store again. But this is where the outbreak has fully happened already. And he's just completely oblivious to the entire thing. Makes it the whole way to the store, whole way back home without noticing. That's when they uh, have the red uh, Cornette ice cream treat. Yes. To reference the, the, the color of the trilogy for this movie. Yeah. And we get to... There's a girl in the garden. Now, for those of us who live in America, a garden is a yard. Yeah, there's several things in this movie that you have to, like, kind of make sense like that. Also, something is that, like, they don't have guns in English, England, or Britain. or They do, but they're not like us, where, like, you're given a birth certificate and a gun when you're born. Right. We're like, yeah, I have a gun, and it's like, why do I have a gun? Yes. (laughs) Um, but we get the whole girl in the garden scene, and they think she's drunk, and it's hilarious when they're messing with her and everything, because she's, she's about to eat Sean's face off at one point, and Ed just takes the picture. Hold her up. Smile. Well, I love it's also one of those like old-school disposable cameras. You have to wind it up and shit. Honestly, pretty time-accurate, though, because I was still using those around then. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and then she falls and gets impaled. And gets back up, and they know something's oh. up. And then oh, we yeah. get the record scene, which you will, if you've seen this movie, you know. And I got to point out the biggest crime. The record the, that's probably worth the most money when they're flipping through that that they mention is the Batman soundtrack. And that's the that first today. one they throw. That's yes. the first one I'm always like, no, keep that one. That one's actually, like, okay. Out of everything they named, that's your most valuable record today. But in 2004, they were, like, rebooting Batman, kind of, so it kind of makes sense, I guess. But it was, like, now watching it, it's like, do do you know how much that goes for on eBay? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, go for it. I want to see how much it goes for on eBay. eBay.com. While you're looking that up, Rob, um, then, obviously, the record-throwing isn't work, and we get the famous Sean weapon we, he gets his cricket bat, and Ed gets a shovel, and they... It takes a while, but just beat... Because another zombie guy has shown up at this point, and they kill both of them. So, the uh, the only two artists that let them actually say the name uh, were Sade and New, New World Order, or New World... A little fun fact there, too. Original pressing. Well done. Then we find out Phil got bit, because he's on the phone with his mom, because obviously he's checking on his mom. Phone lines are still up at this point, somehow. And that's where we get the whole, we're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. And we get the plan devised. It goes through a few drafts till we get to the one we all know and love. But they devise the plan. Which I love every single idea Sean has ends up at them at the Winchester. It's yeah. like, of course, <laughs> this is the best place to go. We can't come back here. 
So um, the UK version of the Batman soundtrack is only worth, like, on average, $15. Oh, never mind then. They got that right. That's still a case of beer, like, that they're throwing away. That's like three cases of old German for you. Oh no! That yeah, that's like a that's a twenty four pack of sixteen ounce old Germans. So the the plan that we end up with, and Rob, I don't know if you're familiar. When they do make an escape plan or a plan in a movie, and they lay it out, me and Brett like to rate the plan, like say what's okay. good or bad. So the plan, if you are unaware, take car, go to Mum's, kill Phil, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for this all to blow over. Um, Rob, you're the guest. Would you like to rate this plan first? I'd give it a seven. I mean, if you're if you're thinking about it, like as a person, you know, you expect the military to come in and clean this up. So, I mean, he he does he is on something. You know, they have the big grates on the windows and stuff, locks. You know, they have food there. So you got you got uh, barricading. So you got shelter and secure shelter. You got food. Um, whether it be the snacks or the actual food back in the kitchen, you got water, running water and electricity. Um, you got dartboard and a jukebox, so entertainment. So you're not going to lose your mind waiting for the military to come for you. It was a solid plan. I'd give it a, I'd give it a seven. I go less. And otherwise, without this one factor, I would agree with you. Location, location, location. <laughs> Winchester is in a terrible location. So for their plan to succeed, it was pretty risky. It almost didn't work. Yeah, it is like in the heart of London. Yes, in that neighborhood, of London. So yeah, you know, um, you know, I'm going to give it the Bret Hart rating, four out of ten. Brett, what do you think of this escape plan? Well, you see, my biggest thing I would be thinking about is like I'm gonna like this is extremely stressful. I want to drink, and <laughs> where do I have to think about like okay, I know this bar like inside and out. Like, I know, like, like they've mentioned, they've been at lock-ins there, and it has, like, really strong doors, it has great locks, it also has liquor and beer, and bar snacks, so it has, like, beer nuts, it has, like, hard bits, or whatever they call them, or whatnot. What are I'm rating this, are like, a rinds? 9 what, out of what 10. What is a hard bit? What's that? What is a hard bit? Is that supposed to be, like, a pork rind? I guess, I have no idea, but I bet you it's pretty good if you take a shot of vodka with it. Fair point. And if you ask Ed, a working gun. Yeah, and and if you also uh, ask Ed, dogs cannot look up. Dogs can look up. Yes. <laughs> that, that whole argument in the movie always irked me. Rob, <laughs> you and me have a very tiny dog. Yes. They look up. They look up. Dogs look up, like, all the time. <laughs> In fact, I'd say they're looking up more than down. Yes, especially uh, Gino and Alfred. Yes. They're 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 looking up at you for food. (laughs) Exactly. Like, we have Um, pizza tonight. I love when they get to Phil and Barbara's, because, one, Phil's not dead right when Sean's about to clock him with the bat. Could you imagine if Sean was, like, two seconds sooner... Where he did clock him over the head with the bat, and he <laughs> killed Philip before he was an actual zombie, which means he killed his stepfather. That would have been so like fucked up and funny if they wanted to do it a little darker. I do want to say this movie's hilarious. We all know it, but it doesn't go straight comedy where they don't have their serious moments because moments later with Sean and his mom. But what I'm talking about here with Sean and Philip, especially later in the car and everything. 
are super touching and well acted and thought provoking make you kind of think sean's the asshole the whole time like it's like legit good serious acting and script writing for those so it's not all just like ed farting jokes like it's like a legit well-written movie I would honestly compare this to Abbott and Costello meek Frankenstein. I can see it. Where the monsters are taken seriously, and this movie would be the zombies. Because they're taken seriously. When they get a hold of you, they tear you the fuck up. But the funny characters are funny. Yeah, well, okay. I can definitely go for it. I love when they ask Phil about his bite, and he gives the most dad excuse, like, I mean, the dad reasoning to why he's okay in the wor- world is, I ran it under a cold tap. Yeah, like, <laughs> I ran it over under the faucet. Like, I got the bleeding to stop. I'm fine. Yes. Rob, you're a dad. Is this an excuse you would give? Maybe. Uh, see, I'm a fr- I'm still a fresh dad. I've only been a dad for two years. Phil looks like he's been a dad for like thirty. Almost oh god, 40. two. I couldn't. Two years is like an insane amount of time. Like you're a it, dad, dad man. Like it, it went it went by in a flash. So like, uh, let's not uh, let's not talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, it would it'd probably be. Uh, um, it sounds like something like my grandfather would probably say, like my great grandfather. Like ah, I was in World War Two. This is nothing. I wore it under. I I. Uh, I ran under the cold tap. Oh, this is the tough dad generation, not us sissy dads. Yeah. I spit on it and rubbed some oil on it. I'm not calling you a sissy. I uh, I poured brandy on it and then I took a shot of it and then I grabbed the snake and threw it up over my uh, and I made a new belt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They convince Barbara and Phil, Phil to come with them. They go back out and Ed, who was out in the car, Sitting still has somehow crashed <laughs> the car so they can take Phillips Jaguar. Yeah, at like, this yeah. point, Ed is Rob, you know, because he's like, I want to drive the Jaguar. I'm going to fuck this car up so I can drive that cool car. What happened to the car? Yeah, I don't know. And it looks like we helped to take the jog. He's like, whoopsies. Rob, I hope you are never in... I don't know why you would, but in some life-and-death scenario where you have to pretend you're British, not American, because you're going to be dead. Oi! <laughs> what are you, what are you whackers doing? Get me over here, get me a porn. What are you talking about? I would just sit there and talk like Jeremy Clarkson from Top Gear. I'm still going, you're dead. Oi, the the that sounded more Scottish and Irish. What the hell was that? Is that not good? <laughs> I didn't think it was. I didn't know what it was. I was just trying to get away from it. <laughs> well, I was trying my hardest. Is that not good? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, give me a point. Oh, no, no. The queen. <laughs> Bollocks. <laughs> They get the lizards. That's where we are. No more of whatever that was. Sean <laughs> like tries to ring the thing, and of course David answers as a prick is like she doesn't want to see you, Sean. Like what? And then he comes up the fire escape. Yeah, which this time he actually makes it up the fire escape, not like last time where he tried at first, and then he's like, "Just please let me in." You want me to crawl up the fire escape? Do you really want me to crawl up the fire escape? After, surprisingly, not too much convincing. I thought it would be worse. They get them all to go with them. And you get the cool scene of them all running out to the car with their weapons of choice. I, what David has a pipe wrench, I think. 
Diane it's, has an umbrella. I forget what Liz has, and Sean has a cricket bat. Yeah, which I I love them arguing where it's like, um, where where do you where do you want to go? And he's like the Winchester. I'm surprised that she's not like, oh, f- go fuck yourself. I'm not going to your fucking bar with you. Yeah, I thought it would be more of an argument than it was, to be honest. I'm surprised it went so well. Which, there has to be, like, a deleted scene after that where she's like, no, I'm not going, you know, there has to be something there. One of, yeah. one of, one of my top, like, favorite scenes in a horror comedy is coming up uh, when they get in the car. Oh, go you on. Know. I don't know if I have it written down, so go ahead. Okay, so they get in the car and they're, they're driving to Winchester and, like, the uh, Sean... Um, uh, Philip starts having the heart to heart with Sean about how, you know, Sean's father left or uh, I think he passed away. Maybe and it's like, it wasn't yeah. easy raising him, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, Philip's like, I love you, son. And like, Phil, Philip passes and Sean's like, stop the car. And Barbara's like, what's wrong with Philip? And she's like, he's, Sean's like, he's dead, mom. He died. And she looks back and she's like, no, he's not. And it pops up and Philip's like, ah! and it's oh, like, yeah. God, he's a zombie. So like everyone gets out of the car and they're like, freaking out and like uh, like as they're ro- like wrestling to get out of the car philip has sean and he finally gets out and he shuts him and like as they're going like um ed ed as he was driving the jack had like punk rock crank to like 20 like the full volume knob was up so like it's just a bunch of like 80s like london punk like bouncing off the speakers in his car and like sean barbara's like sean why would you do that to your father and he's, he's like he's not my dad and she's like well you just let that go already she's like he's like no you don't understand mom the man you loved is not in that car the thing in that car has no resemblance to me you love and like zombie phil like reaches up and hits the stop button on the cassette and falls back in it's like yeah he sits back in the seat and he goes like oh he's like makes like a happy zombie sound <laughs> like it's it, it, like the whole build-up of that scene and then that happening it, like it's just one of my favorite all-time like i i also love how then sean is like okay let's go like before you like you think about it too much like okay maybe there's a tiny bit which i'm glad you brought that scene up because it reminds me of day of the dead when he's doing all those um uh, Doctor Frankenstein uh, down in like the caves. Is oh, when he's when he's um experimenting with Bob, trying to get him to remember. Like, and he shave. starts like remembering certain stuff, and then this zombie remembers he doesn't like punk rock. Like that's what I took it as as a complete homage to like Day mm. of the Dead and both. Well, every zombie movie has its own set of rules, and in some of them they retain like some of their characteristics. And this one has even more examples. Obviously, cutting to the end. Or you see that Noel kid who Sean was his boss, like still pushing carts, like being yeah. trained for that. And you see Ed, like what happens to him at the end. So this one, obviously, they, re- they retain some of their characteristics. Yeah, to jump to the end, like uh, Ed is like still like playing video games with him. Like, yeah. So, it yeah, that makes sense. And it, it it's a really cool idea that they play with. Well, I, I think it actually helped because like this is um, before Land of the Dead. And I think it helped, like, Romero, like, develop that idea, like, hey, like... Yeah. For the Big Daddy character, especially, yeah. Yeah. Like, they can use, like, the zombies as, like, every day, like, gas attendants and stuff. Like, yeah. That'd be, that'd be a fun movie to do. Like, uh, if we don't have that on the list already, I hope we do. Because isn't, isn't Dennis Hopper in that movie? Yes, Dennis Hopper is the big bad in that movie. Yeah. Which he... Right, it's on there. Too, it's on the so schedule. Like, is it? I'm on yeah, that. it's on there. I want in. I want any dead movie, any Romero movie, I want in. Deal. 
you're in. <laughs> Rob Zombie. <laughs> I, I want New Nightmare too. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, they they all have to get out into the street at this point, and they run one of my favorite gags because they're running to like the back alleys and stuff, trying to avoid the main streets, and they run into the doppelganger gang. Oh, hey, Sean. Oh yeah, where she uh, that main girl of the dopper doppelganger gang or whatever is the uh, other um, main person from Spaced. Yeah. yeah. And right yeah. behind them, a little Mr. Martin Freeman from The Office UK, also Bilbo Baggins from The Hobbit. Yeah, which Hello. is really cool to see him like in the and he's like so young. <laughs> yeah, he was he was like the opposite of Liz, right? Yeah, it's funny because yeah. Diane was like the UK office's Pam, and he was the UK office's Jim. Which wow. I gotta go US Pam over UK Pam. Oh, I'm going US office over UK office. Oh yeah, 100%. Nothing against the UK <clears throat> office, but US oh. office is just so... USA! 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 I'm gonna take a shot. Time, time to move on. Get my gun! Get my gun! <laughs> Barbara slash mom falls behind at this point because she sees like their neighbor's house and sees zombie neighbor. Yeah, I think this is, I think this is where Jim and, and, and uh, Pam live or something like that. I can't yeah, which he looks familiar. I'm not sure who plays that zombie, but he's another shit. Yeah, I'm. I thought the same thing. He's definitely like a character actor we've seen before. Yeah. Um, Sean does find her, and but that zombie's chasing after them. And I love Liz or Diane hand Sean like a tether ball like thing. Yeah. Like use like, this. And Sean's idea is to swing the rubber ball at him. And the rubber it. ball bounces no. off his head and he's like, no, it doesn't work. And they're like, stab, stab him with it. it. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I love Sean. Like I could see I could totally see Brett like Oh, you want me to use this? Okay, ping pong. Woo, woo, wah. <laughs> like, what do I do? Do I throw it at? Do I give this to him as a peace offering? <laughs> like, let's throw it at him and run away. <laughs> you bet your life in a game of tetherball against him. Yeah. <laughs> um, we get stabbed against a tree, and Diane, who we've established is like a struggling actress, like gives them all acting lessons on being zombies so they can blend in with the horde. Who died and made you king of the zombies? <laughs> Which I love uh, when they get to Barbara and she's just staring off in, into space. Great and job, like, keep it up. Oh my god, you're doing amazing. She's like, oh my god, sorry, dear, I was a million miles away. <laughs> it's like, I've definitely had that look on my face before. I had a, my, that look on my face before the other day at a diner when I all of a sudden like snapped out of it and I was staring at this old guy and he's staring <laughs> back at me and I was like, I'm sorry. I, I um I actually use the... Uh... When I went to the zombie walk for uh, the Monterville Wall in 2009, I actually used that. Like, my, my buddy was like, you're not doing your zombie sounds, right? I was like, who the fuck made you king of the zombies? <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say this, too. This plan was the best part of the plan, which wasn't even included in the plan. Plan we, seven. But that they did because it was working perfect until they all dropped the act. Yeah. If they would have stayed like zombies around whoever was fiddling with the lock and kind of hid them from view, would have worked solid. David gives up. They all start going like pawing at the door. Ed answers his fucking cell phone. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to yes and, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes me upset because it was perfect plan. They just all turned to complete idiots. 
Brett, we review horror movies, and I'm saying they were idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, our, our movies are based on idiots. <laughs> yes, like, you need them for these to work, and they're even more exceptional in this case. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, they get to the Winchester, and, like, Sean's like, oh, open the door, open the door, it's us, listen, listen, like, nobody's in the Winchester, so, like, they're, they're catching on. Next thing you know, Ed's phone rings. He's like, What's up, man? I'm in a bit of a pickle. No, I don't have anything to sell you. And then, like, like yeah, said, he's hey, still selling weed in the zombie apocalypse, <laughs> which is amazing. He's like, no, nah, I got nothing, man. <laughs> the hustle never stops, dude. And then David freaks out, empties the trash that has mom's or uh, Barbara's Mother's Day flowers in them. Oh, good um, call. Another like oddly emotional part to the movie. Yeah, those flowers are coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> David smashes out the front window that. You know, now nullifies them putting the freaking bars over them from the inside, and uh, says to climb in. And uh, Sean's like, "No, no, no! They'll follow us in! They'll follow us in!" Uh, so he just starts jumping around like a like a maniac, yelling and stuff. And all the zombies start following him. Everyone, everyone crawls through the window. They barricade it up. Next thing you know, Sean comes in through the back door. And he's like, "Yeah, I gave him the slip." <laughs> Yeah, we're, I love how how long were I guess it was, well they said in the movie it was like tw- they're waiting twenty minutes for Sean to show back up where they're just sitting there doing nothing like you would think you would grab a drink grab a snack like check yeah. the place out a little bit they're just standing there with the window still wide open. Yeah. I love Sean's like dorky but badass return too where david's freaking out about everything and he goes to throw like a bag of peanuts and sean just catches it from out of frame yeah and he, he opens it up and starts eating them he's like hey what's up and then, yeah. and then, ed, and then ed slides him a beard on the bar and he's like i got a cold for you babe he's like thanks babe oh yeah, he's <laughs> like he's like sorry the freezer's off and it might be a little hot he's like it's all right babe and yeah. they wink at each other it's like oh. by the way how have we not mentioned the most adorable name for a mom to give a son until now that oh. Sean's mom calls him Pickle the entire movie? Oh, Pickle. <laughs> because I remember David, like, snidely uses it as an insult. Like, oh, let's ask Pickle! Yeah. Well, doesn't David ask it, like, way late? Like, as soon... Well, spoilers later in the movie. When Sean's mom dies, doesn't he call him Pickle, like... 30 seconds after she dies or something like yeah, oh, yeah. he's a fucking dick oh yeah because um, that guy yeah the fast forward to that like uh barbara like they get in they start flip trying to flip through the the channels to try to find the news nothing's on the power goes out so sean's like oh i gotta go reset the breakers so he walks to the back room he hits the breakers next thing you know he looks at the back door that he gave the zombies to slip through and there's the whole entire zombie hordes back at the back door with the back yeah. lights on. I love they're just standing there silently until he turns the light on. And then they all start going like, and start like clawing at the door at the same time. <laughs> and his just... reaction to it happening <laughs> is such perfect, like comedic timing. Like this entire movie is like so perfect, you know? He just turns the light back off. Yeah, no, he's no. just like, nope, I'm leaving. He turns the light off and then he pulls down the shutter. Oh yeah, <laughs> like the roll shutter. I have a real life example that is legit, like the same style of reaction. You guys know where I live. I'm pretty secluded, like in the woods and shit. Not like completely like 
Evil Dead cabin, but I'm out there a little bit. I mean, it's pretty yeah. close, man. <laughs> but no, anyway, uh, Greg has a neighbor, right? Like a, a football throw away. Well, yeah, but I'm also just saying it's a long way from my house. Like I seem to drive way into the woods. Like, <laughs> but I remember one day I walked outside and there was just a bear. Like, yeah, <laughs> five feet away from me. And I open my door, I walk outside like it was early, and I stop and I go, oh. And I turn out loud, like, so the bear was aware. I don't know why. I went, oh. And I just calmly turned back around and went inside and shut the door. It was the exact same, like, thought process as I imagined was happening here. When, when you told that story, I had, like, this, like, vision of you, like, walking out, like, like, I think he said nope too. I went, oh, nope. And I turned around. <laughs> yeah, like, he's like he's like, okay, he's having none of me today. <laughs> like I like I had this vision of you walking out, like going, Nope. And then like slowly stepping backwards like Wiley Coyote and the door. <laughs> it was so weird because it felt so matter of fact. I'm like, oh like this is common. And I turned around and went inside. <laughs> oh, the bear's back today. Bye but that's also I can relate to Sean in this moment. That's how I felt that day. Like he, and then he walk, like he walks back out to the bar, and she's like, "What's up? You found the breaker? There's still nothing on TV." And he's like, all like pale in the face, and she's oh, like, "What's going yeah. on?" <laughs> At this point, um, what's his name is asked for like a quarter to play a video game, <laughs> but he wins big. He hits the jackpot. Yeah, he's getting tons of coins. Like the fact that they unplugged it is like, come on, man, like. The day after tomorrow, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> Honestly, they didn't know, but it was. But anyway, the power comes on. I love when the jukebox kicks on right when the bar owner zombie comes out. Uh, it's well, incredible because it's Queens. Can't stop me now. We and Me and Greg have reenacted this scene at our local pool hall. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. I love it. Don't, don't stop me. me don't stop me now. it's the most like not zombie killing song you could possibly imagine as the bar owners out there they're all like dancing around him smacking him with pool sticks to the song and as you guys said everything in the beginning of this movie is a setup for a callback because he's like who put this song on it's, it's so random, random. <laughs> yeah uh, i don't even know and it goes on forever and finally ed gets the gun and kills the owner and that's yeah. and that's where and that's where we get the whole. I told you it was real. <laughs> but dogs can still look up. <laughs> <laughs> I do love doing that too. When that's going on, Diane grabs a dart and tries it. The harder just goes into Sean's head. No, it's like it's like it hits it hits the zombie in the shoulder, and Sean's like, "Yes, yes, again, again." And like the second one just pegs Sean right in the skull, and he's like, "Ah, oh, no, no, no more." <laughs> Which is such a great, like, little, like, exclamation point at the end of a sentence when he's like, okay, you're right. And then he pulls the dart out of his head and there's, like, a blood squirt. And he's like, but dogs can look up. Yeah, yeah. It's like taking the hit of a cigar before a punchline, like, style. Except he's pulling a dart out of his head. And as much fun as all that was, it sucks because now we get to the super depressing part where Barbara's talking to Liz and she gives her this necklace, like, that some fairly family heirloom type thing. Because she wants her to have it. Because she's at been this point, uh, Liz and Sean aren't even together. And Liz is, like, trying to explain to her, like, hey, like, me and Sean aren't together. And she's like, I always thought of you as a part of the family and whatnot. It's kind of, yeah, it's really sad. Which, again, makes you think Sean's kind of, a, as much as I love him, kind of a dick. Because she's never even met Barbara until now. 
Yeah, well, Sean is definitely kind of a dick in a way, but he's also just... He's mainly a slacker, I would say, where he just doesn't want to deal with the things, you know? Yeah, this was the kick in the ass he needed, was the zombie apocalypse. Apparently. Yeah, that's that's all it took was the dead coming back to life for Sean to get his shit back together. So the best time to want to live your life is when you see the dead come back to life. Ooh, getting deep and philosophical on this. Th- that was dad talk with uh, Razor Rob. <laughs> but she reveals she's been bit and she dies, obviously. And David starts instantly pointing the gun at her. Oh, and God. It's, look, we know. It needs to happen. Yeah. Maybe give Sean the option if he wants, because, you know, that's the stereotypical thing in these zombie movies. But still, you give him the option or let him make the decision, and then if she rises up, then whoever needs to, then you do. Oh, yeah. At this point, if he's already pointing his gun at my mom, it's like, I know she's dead. I know what's going to happen, you know. But I'm going to fucking at least punch you in the face that you're not like it's my job to do it it's not your job to do it you did not know my mother (laughs) even if you don't want to at least give sean a second like to process what just happened right and i mean i he sean obviously shows that when he's like jesus christ man stop pointing that fucking gun at me mom (laughs) i don't like this scene this scene makes me so sad i can't even make jokes about it yeah yeah it's it's definitely like the philip scene where like he's having the heart to heart before he dies is sad but this is like straight up like wow. This is supposed to be a funny happy movie, funny happy zombie movie. Yeah, and she does turn and she sits up. She's all white eyed and everything. And Sean, Sean is the one who puts her down. Yeah, because she like she's like she wakes up and she's white eyed and zombied and whatnot, and she's kind of acting like kind of weird and whatnot. And then as soon as she go turns like feral, he puts her down. Yep. Oh, by the way, kind of off topic, but. This is good timing for this episode, because when this releases, I believe that whole Army of the Dead, that new movie that's getting a lot of hype, will have been out for a week. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so look at us being topical. Army of the Dead is a new Netflix movie that will be featuring Dave Bautista of WWE fame. Yeah, it looks. Oh. I'm actually excited for it. I, I love a good zombie movie. Um, so I'm It's based off a book that has loose tie-ins with the Romero universe, I believe. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. Um, and due, due to cross-promotion uh, at the last pay-per-view, there was a match between Damian Priest and The Miz at Backlash this past Sunday when we're recording on the, the 18th of May. Um, and they uh, brought they brought zombies out to the ring as the Lumberjacks. Yeah, it was awful. Ladies and uh, gentlemen, welcome back to the return of Ruthless Retrospective. <laughs> I am your number No, never mind. <laughs> Razor Rob! <laughs> anyway, challenging me for my number one podcasting title is Brett from Dimension Z. I'm with... definitely the Mick Foley of like the wrestling world, where I'm just like I have several different characters I do, and you know, <laughs> with his finishing move, the Crystal Lake Punch, like. My finishing move is boring you with extreme trivia you don't give a shit about. Did you know that the actor that was in Friday the 13th also did? All right, fuck this. I'm I'm bringing it back again. You two can't be left alone. Yeah, come on. Help us, Greg. Pull us back into the show. 
after Sean shoots her, he turns around and punches David. <laughs> David tries to shoot Sean for punching. Yeah. Which is a huge escalation. You get in a fist fight, you don't turn around and shoot the person. No. But he is luckily out of ammo. Yeah, because that's shooting a person. That's not just a zombie. That's yeah. like you actually killing a person. And that's even more extreme if you think about in the zombie apocalypse. Because well, I, who knows how many people are left? <laughs> I mean, you got to think of it, though, from David's side of the, pers- the perspective. There's so much animosity towards him from the group just at the, from the get-go. Especially from Sean because of the weird like love triangle that isn't a love triangle thing going on with him in Liz and Sean. So like David takes that as, Oh shit. Sean kind of wants to kill me right now. Oh yeah. David wants to get in Liz's wet, wet. Yeah. But like, so like from David's perspective, Sean (laughs) wants to kill him. So it's within his realm to defend himself. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little too extreme though. But anyway, it's the zombie uh, apocalypse, Greg. What is not extreme? He just punched him. <laughs> Sean had the gun when he punched David. So if he wanted to kill him, he would have shot him. But anyway, this is where we get the whole, like, accusing of him. You know, the whole just trying to get close to Liz thing. And Diane's like, I come to accept it, David. Now shut the fuck up. And all this stuff. By the way, do you know who this actress who plays Diana is, you guys? Huh. No. Did either of you watch Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? No. No. She plays Anne Hilda, but did either of you see Wonder Woman? Mm, what, the oh, first which, one? Yeah, I've first seen one. both of them. Yeah, I've seen the first one. She's, um, Etta, what's her name, Caddy, Candy, I don't know, but the one who's, like, dress shopping with Wonder Woman and, like, oh. like how do you fight in this? And she's like, oh, you don't fight in it, but I have been known to do a few fisticuffs in my day. That's oh. her now, and I felt so old in that moment. No offense to her, but I'm like, Oh my god, I'm mortal and aging. <laughs> no, I didn't recognize her. <laughs> but yeah, that's who that is. But wow. um, David has pretty much reached his fuck this moment and decides he's just taking his chances going out the fucking window. And this oh, yeah, is another just... Day of the Dead callback. Oh wait, no, he does. He just backs up towards the window, right? Yeah, he backs up. He backs. He's like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm just going to go. And he's like slowly back in the window. And that's when the zombies start breaking down the barricade. Finally, the really shitty bar stool, bar bench barricade that looked like it could barely hold back a toddler that gets broken down. Finally, you know what, though? I appreciate that, Rob. I don't know if you listen to all the episodes. I'm not offended if you don't. But me and Brett have noticed this trend in these movies that no matter what environment the people are in, they always seem to have a Home Depot's amount of lumber <laughs> readily available. Like, nothing that was disassembled or torn down, they just instantly have pure lumber that they nail the boards. I'm so happy that this movie did not do that. And they're like, well, they don't have that, so they can't do it. They have to make do. We watch Happy Death Day. They're in a sorority house, and she just freaking finds a lumber yard and, like, pulls <laughs> up the window. Yeah, I have no idea where she got all that wood from. Or Krampus, same deal. It's just all these movies, they instantly have like a whole lumber yard in the basement. It's like like there was a box truck from Lowe's back in the back, and they're like, oh, this kind of been handy. I should raise my rating at the end of this episode one point just for that. Um, I mean, it's kind of a throwback to... If we want to to talk about the influences of Night of the Living Dead on this movie, you know, when... uh, Oh, what the hell is his name? Ken. Was it Ken? No, Ken's from Dead Dawn. Dead, Dawn. Oh, we know Ken. Um, 
Check yeah, the better episode. Yeah, he doesn't like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Have you ever? Do you know anything about the world? World of uh, eighteen twelve, Rob. Um, the War of eighteen twelve. Yeah, because no one does. Anyway, that's about the bonus one we're up to. No, 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 no. <laughs> what do you think the War of eighteen twelve was about? Uh, the War of eighteen twelve was about the British trying to take our take us back. It was like a continuation of the Revolutionary War. They're like, we love you guys. Please come back to us. We promise we'll cuddle more. <laughs> He's kind of right, I think. Yeah, then, exactly. Um, You're right, Greg. <laughs> and then, um. Uh, the British did not burn. Apparently, the British did not burn down the White House. It was actually the Canadians, per uh, one of my friends from high school, which is totally false. Well, anyway, we're not talking about that. Well, no, the War of 1812 was about. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so me, I think David has the best kill in this whole fucking movie. How we were talking about him back up to the window. Yeah. I think he has the most visceral fucking... Honestly, even like with how much of this shit I watch, it's like a hard watch, this one. I don't know why. I think it's just because they just... They don't bite. They just reach their hands into his abdomen and rip him to pieces. Oh, it's, yeah. it's such a callback to Day of the Dead when the sergeant gets rid of him. Choke on him! I know, but something about Queen it. Choke on it! It's just something about Queen it like a little more HD and everything. I'm like, oh, that's fucking foul. And I love it, but man, it's brutal. Yeah, it's great. Oh yeah, and I love how his legs come off, and then his girlfriend opens the door and goes running after him, like bonking zombies on the head with his own le- with like his leg, <laughs> yeah. being like, "I'm coming after you, David! I'm coming to save you, David!" No. Brett, do you want another kill count hint? Okay, I did not count Diane. No, because oh. we don't see her die. No, and years later they did a comic. And they said she survived and just hid in a tree for the rest of the night. Okay. Which I didn't know that when I didn't count her. I'm like, I can't say she died because they kind of ran through hordes earlier. So Right. So yeah, Diane did not get counted in the kill count, though that's her exit from the movie. Uh, they're all breaking in and shit. They all get behind the bar and they find the basement, which I didn't know the bar had one. But they all yeah, get this, down there. Yeah, this is when they do the Molotov cocktail idea where they're like, we have we're surrounded by all this liquor, which I'm mad at them that they are surrendering liquor in this like situation. I'm going to be wanting to save as much as that as I can, but I guess it does work to their uh, advantage because they set the bar on fire and that kind of keeps the zombies away. After, yeah. after they after they shoot the gun a couple times and then they forget to grab the shells and the shells start going off and randomly killing the zombies. Oh I, yeah, I, I like that cool. about that scene. Like that, still, I like that. The box caught on fire, and like as it was, all the bullets were getting heated up and popping off. They were just randomly flying around the room and just hitting zombies. It actually hit the uh, the chick in the bathrobe from the opening scene of them. Yeah, the bar it hits her like square in the eye or something. I remember. Yeah. It, Rob it, gave like, away another kill. The bell Hold on. behind the bar and like hits her. <laughs> oh, by the way, Pete breaks in. We get the yeah. return of Pete. Yeah, to yeah, because make Pete, it Pete. Pete. <laughs> Pete's actually the one that bites Ed. Yeah, Ed gets shot by Pete. Because Sean's like, I told you to leave him alone! And he shoots him with the last bullet. Oh, I have to say, Ed's death is probably the saddest of the entire movie. Yeah, like, the the end starts hammering you with the emotion stuff, because they get to the basement, Ed's been bit. There are two shots left in the gun. 
Sean and Liz are going to kill themselves. And Ed's like, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. I like, I like how Sean's like, okay, I'll do you. And I'll do me. And he's like, and he like makes the motion of like the blood's coming out of the back of his head and the brain. And he's like, yeah, I don't know about this. Well, yeah, you know, them like casually talking about killing each other and whatnot is a, it's funny and like a, a, an extremely dark way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they find the elevator, but Ed, Ed is gonna stay behind, and it's such like a sad like war movie moment almost because they give him the cigarette. He can't even put it in his mouth himself though, and he lights it for him. And Ed's like just hunkered down, ready to fucking fight till he dies, and he does one last fart. Hey, he does. He's like, man, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, I'm sorry. He's like, for what? And he does another fart joke. But they find the they find the elevator and they leave. Ed stays behind. Uh, you guys know the ending. The military shows up. Sean and Liz escape. I will say this. I thought Sean and Liz were going to die. I was more scared for them once the military showed up than any other moment. I thought they'd wave their hands up in the air and they'd look like zombies. Yeah, yeah, like it would be a Night of the Living Dead kind of ending where they also get killed. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same. Like, well, obviously not this watch through because I knew what happened. But like the first time watching it, like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna contain this. They're gonna clean it up. They're gonna kill them. And then obviously that's not what happens. It is it is funny because like when they did the whole like doppelganger thing with Martin Freeman and the the, the girl version of Sean, Sean like explains to her like. She's like, oh, we're going to the military base. You know that we've we've heard there's people there. Blah blah. blah. They're they're all, they're holed up. And Sean's like, we're going to the Winchester. She's like, the bar. He's like, yeah, yeah, the pub. Yeah. I the love pub. how dismissive she is of it. Where she's like, oh, the Winchester, <laughs> the pub. It's like, yep, yep. I want to go where the liquor is. And then you know their whole group is intact, helping the military rescue them. Yeah. And Sean and Liz escape, and we have a nice little moment of Sean waking up at home, and him and Liz have obviously worked things out because they live together now. And we get this whole TV, like, montage of remembering Z-Day. Yeah, which I could completely see happening. Like, could you imagine the amount of documentaries that would come out if zombies happened and we survived it and conquered it? Like, everybody's story would become a documentary on Netflix or, like, some streaming service. Oh, my God, yeah. And, like, they kind of capitalize on their zombie game shows, um, like a Jerry Springer-esque show of a woman still married to one, um, businesses using them for free labor, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And Coldplay is doing a benefit concert for the victims. Zombade. <laughs> yeah. Zombade. Um... And he goes, well, I'm going out to the garden. And he goes out to the shed. And Zombie Ed is chained up there. And you hear the whole player two has entered the game. And him and Ed are, him and Zombie Ed play video games together. Which is so cool. Like, I love the idea of even if I became a zombie, if like one of my friends like found me and kept me chained up and just had fun with me like on camera and whatnot, like, I'd be into that. Oh, we'd still be recording this podcast. I'd be like, Jason, good. Springy, <laughs> bad. <laughs> and that wraps up Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it ends on like a high note where Sean and Ed are playing video games together once again. Where I also love where Sean like shouts to Liz, like, I'm gonna go out to the garden real quick, and she's like, Be quick, and he's like, I will. 
like he spends like way too much time out there with zombie ed <laughs> yeah nothing's changed no nothing's changed whatsoever it, ed more. just doesn't talk anymore <laughs> ed's just hungry for brains and can't sell weed yes yeah um i gotta say like you know so many of these movies we do like there's all these little well they were gonna do a sequel but didn't happen we obviously got like the trilogy of movies but they're not really connected other than they have the same brand of ice cream right um yeah. There was supposed to be a actual sequel to this. That's what I was getting to. It was supposed to be called From Dusk Till Sean. Oh, that's interesting. They scrapped it because they felt not enough of the cast survived to where it wouldn't feel like it warranted a sequel. Yeah, like, if Ed was still around and a couple more people were, like, I could see it happening. But with just Sean and Liz, and I like where the movie ends, you know. I couldn't see a sequel really working. Fun fact about that sequel, it was actually a poster was made and featured in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. In the it Ultimate was. I know that's that's a cool little factoid I like about it. Yeah, I I like how they were gonna like play off um, pretty much vampires. I think. Yeah, that's what the next one's gonna be. On. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Now the rumor I always hear now I haven't found this one confirmed. Dust till Sean, I've seen confirmed that that was the plan. Uh, that they were going to do a trilogy, zombies, vampire, and then slasher for the last one, like with yeah. a single thing hunting them down. I don't know about that last one. I haven't confirmed it, but still, I would have loved that. Well, we're at the end. So anyway, what we do, Greg of the Dead counts the dead kill count. So for those who don't know, we tally up all the kills we've seen in every movie we've seen, and we add them to the kill count. Last week, what did we do last week? Oh, we did Maniac Cop. Yes. Maniac Cop left us with a kill count of 340, ugh, 342 grisly murders. Would both of you like to take a guess where Shaun of the Dead left us? This was I'm my a, worst kill count to ever keep track of because it was so hard. I have no idea because there's a lot of kills in this movie, but... I only counted human deaths and yeah. humans that we at least saw alive. I'm going to say 362. What, what, what was the opening count? Or what was the opening count? Sorry. What, 342. You can either get, guess the new number or just the I'm, amount. I'm guessing 20. I'm going to say 30. Oh, you're both way off. I appreciate your enthusiasm. But I, there was only 17. Okay. Wow. Um, I was closer. <laughs> which, no, that didn't count, like I said, zombie deaths or anything like that. But if you turned or we saw you die... So a kill count from 342 to 353. Okay. Well, um, every week, uh, Greg does his kill count, and I do my rating system. But I don't like to do stars because uh, Cisco and Ebert did <laughs> stuff like that. And fuck that guy. And fuck oh, both of those guys. Because they talk shit about Friday the 13th. And they deserve it. <laughs> it's like us not wanting to do one out of five stars because Meltzer does it. We want to do one out of ten. Yeah. So I like to do something from the movie one out of ten. What can I do from this movie? What do we do? Pints. Shaun the Dead? Pints. Oh, no, you're not allowed to recommend it. You have to guess it and see if uh, you get it right. What did he say? He, uh, nothing. Oh, no. I'm, I'm going to say pints. Where oh, one what? pint... Is like, don't stick around at this bar whatsoever. It's dirty. It's cringy. Like, there's someone staring at you in the corner you're not getting good vibes from. I want to point out Rob did get the correct one. Well done, Rob. <laughs> God damn it. 
<laughs> uh, 10 points is this bar is amazing. You're sitting beside Doug Stanhope doing uh, shots and drinking pints all night long. This is the wind tester. And you would definitely go here for the zombie apocalypse. Right. I'm going to say 8 pints out of 10. It's really close to be really close to being perfect. There's a little I don't know that it's a, it's a parody it's kind of a parody. It's also just kind of a take on something that's already around. So it can't be perfect. But it's perfect in what it's doing, which I would oh. say is an 8 out of 10. Oh, well, I went great. close to you. I went a little lower, which is our usual. I went 7 pints out of 10. I would frequent right. this bar a lot. I would enjoy this bar and recommend it to all my friends. I, it's not the only bar I'm going to for the rest of my life. I'll still go out to some other places, but it's a good bar. I'll have 7 pints while I'm there. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> Greg knows, Greg knows my history about rating things. Um, I'm going with the perfect 10 out of 10 pints. You better line those babies up on the bar and let, watch me slug them down. I think it hits all the human emotions that you need in uh, this kind of movie with the dark humor and um, funniness in the uh, the horror comedy genre of horror. Um, you know, I think it, it, it hits every homage that it needed to hit to Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, and um, Zombie, and any, even Return of the Living Dead, there were some homages to it. Um, I think the soundtrack was great, obviously, because it's Edgar, Edgar Wright, and all of his soundtracks are great. I mean, he nailed it with Scott Pilgrim, and he nailed it with this. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's a perfect 10 out of 10. The casting was done well. Um, the the acting was just out of this world between, you know, Simon Pegg and, uh, you know, just any 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 of the cast members. I think, I think they, Edgar Wright nailed it out of the park with this one. Even though it's not my favorite out of this trilogy... It, it's still a 10 out of 10 movie for me. It's probably in my top 20 all-time favorite movies. Yeah, I couldn't argue with you like at all with that. Where I love the movie so much, and especially watching this again with like a critical eye, I'm still like, this movie is so much fun. Oh yeah, no complaints out of me either for it, Rob. Mine was just a little lower, but I it's always personal ratings too. Now, I should mention, by the way, if you've been listening for a while, we do have the Throbbing with Horror Hall of Fame, and that's if a movie gets 10 stars from all involved. It got a 10, but that will not enter the Hall of Fame. So far, there are still only two in that. But I can't argue that rating at all. I'm not going to complain in the slightest. Was it? We have Halloween and Evil Dead 2, right? Yes, there's only two movies so far in the Hall of Fame. Oh, right. I, definitely, I definitely would agree with that. And so, by the way... We started doing this here and there. What type of horror fan would you recommend this to, or movie fan? Uh, Razor, you go first. I would definitely recommend this to um, a, a zombie fan, but I would probably put uh, with a hype. And if you are really a fan of, like, say, Zombie Land, um, not m- more so than like Day of the Dead. Yeah, I, I'd say not your World War Z zombie fan. You, yes. Like, and horror comedy fan as well. Yeah. A lot of people love like your cabin in the woods, Jennifer's body, like things that are funny but still serious. So I'd go those ones too. I, I would definitely say that if you wanted um, a familiar artist kind of deal, I would put like Return of Living Dead, Zombieland, and um, 
Oh, uh, what's that? Uh, what's that movie with uh, Seth Green in it from the '90s that uh, Offspring was in? And they got killed while playing beheaded. Uh, anyways, back to you guys. I would say it's it's really weird because I remember watching this movie like. I was definitely a zombie fan and like a horror movie fan from like a very early age, but it could go from like the new, like kind of horror fan to the very extreme, like horror fan of like, if you're a new horror fan, it's fun to see zombies in a funny way. But if you're an extreme horror fan, you're like, I know the restaurant that he's trying to make reservations at is called Fulci's. And that's Lucio Fulci who did blah, 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 you know. So what we're saying is this is fun for the whole family. Yeah, exactly. It's fun. It, it, it's really good to watch it no matter what kind of horror fan you are. I'll take it. All right. That about wraps us up. Brett, do you want, are you excited to reveal oh. what we're doing for next week? Uh, next week, we are doing Phantasm, boy. Kuda. <laughs> Don't have sex in graveyards, people. That's all I'll say. Yeah, but you know what? The, the tall man is pretty awesome, so maybe do have sex with in graveyards. Fair point. But yeah, that'll be a fun one. That's our next week episode, guys. There's there's a car in that. Yeah. Uh, the, the, what, the Hemikuda is the in Hemikuda, that. The Hemikuda, baby. And a hearse. And a oh, hearse. Yeah. I, can't I, remember that one. I can't remember what the hearse is at. I think it might be a, a big block Cadillac. Yeah, it's a Cadillac I know. I don't know what the year is. Rob, thank you for joining us. Would you like to plug where people can check you out and follow you at? Um, You can follow me. Um, you can check me out on Audio Anxiety Radio Show. Uh, the Twitter handle is Audio Anxiety RS. Uh, I do a week, try to do a weekly episode. I've been doing, I've been back on track with it. Um, if you want to watch me play video games horribly, you can follow me on Twitch at Two Step and Dad. That's my handle. Um, you can probably catch me on a couple more episodes of Geek Positive with Greg and our good friend Maxwell, or you can probably catch me on a couple more episodes here with Brett and Greg on Throbbing with Horror. Um, just, uh, if you follow the Why Not Talk About This Universe Twitter page, you'll definitely see when I'm on an episode or when I am putting on an episode. Well, thank you. Like, I legit appreciate you coming on. It was a lot of fun having you on. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, uh, thanks, it was, man. It, the Seth Green movie I mentioned was Idle Hands. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Is that the one he has the bottle in his head? Yeah. 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 And Offspring is literally playing Beheaded, and they get beheaded while they're playing it. Nice. Beheaded. Right, you want to run down the socials forever? Oh, real quick. Um, you guys know the drill if you've been listening now. If you leave us a five star review and you send a screenshot as proof to Brett on any of the social medias and a mailing address, Brett will forward that to me, and I will send you a vinyl decal and some cool stickers in the mail. Yeah, we're um at Throbbing Horror on Twitter, at Throbbing with Horror on uh, Instagram and TikTok. And so, yeah, just get to me and send me proof of the five-star review, and I'll forward that to Greg, and then he'll send you the shit. It's, not, it's cool shit. Yeah, the, 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 the shit. This is high-quality, platinum level <laughs> fandom shit okay we're literally taking shits and sending it in boxes like like, like we're talking t1000 material making shit okay i'll take a shit in a beer can and send it to you if you send it for five star review i don't know if you want to do that but it better it will definitely be incentive an... that's a fucking hell of a uh collecto uh collectible <laughs> it will definitely be an oral german i can tell you that 
Oh yeah, one hundred percent. All right. Um, that's all I got. Join us next week for Phantasm. Bye. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. We're throbbing with horror brain. <laughs>